Boom, we are live. What's going on, uh, Dean? How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> nice day today. Beautiful day here in California. Uh, uh, Iowa folks, Nebraska folks, Minnesota folks. I don't even, I, you know, I, what can I tell you? Um, you know, over here, we get the sunshine, but but we lose other things, if you know what I mean. Uh you know, uh, freedoms and things, I guess, if you will. But that's as far as I'll go down that trail. Um, and um, But uh, how are you doing today, Dean? How, how's everything going? This is the 69th podcast. We are inching closer to the 70th podcast of the NHA program. It's incredible. That is, that is wonderful. <laughs> Dean, well, um, am I, I'm trying to get you live here. Um, oh, there you are. I'm bringing you on camera now. I'm adding you. Uh, make sure there's no background noise, please, um, if you can. Um, I've turned down the volume on one of them. Sound good. You sound good. You sound good. I'll shoot. Okay, yeah. hang on. Yeah. I tried to kill the volume. Hey, just bear with me a second. I'm going to try to get that volume down. Do you have a second phone you could use, Dean? I'm using – I am actually using a second phone. That's what I'm trying to do. So do you – you don't hear any doubles now anymore, right? Um, I Oh, there we go. Now we're good. Now we're good. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing two phones here. <laughs> now we're good. Okay. All right, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, first things first, I want to mention our, uh, our proud sponsor, Iowa Answering Service Incorporated. That's our small plug before we get into our first story. Um, Dean, uh, you have the quotes in front of you uh, that, uh, that, that the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, uh, the that they had. And, you know, for me, I pretty much have just said, you know, I'm tired of these pressers, of, you know, to talk about feelings and, and what's going on with this and, how, you know, how we feel about this. And, like, it's just – it's starting to get frustrating to me because, again and, – and people don't like it when I bring this up. But as a former Division I athlete, you can't do that. You, there's no time for feelings. There's no time for any of that. You have been given a scholarship to play. One of your things has to be turned down, bud. One, one of them has to be turned down. One of the volumes have to be turned down. Um, it is turned down. I didn't think I was hearing anything. Nothing. I don't have any feedback on this end. Trying to figure out what I'm doing here. And by the way, guys, if you have any questions, uh, it, it, it sounds fine, Dean. If you have any questions, send us uh, your questions. Um, and without further ado, Dean, go ahead. Uh, you're in some weird uh, sunlight that people can't see. <laughs> but go into what uh, uh, Jim and Colbert said, and I would, you know, and we're going to react to that as well as the. Um, the, the, what Kirk Ferentz said, and then we're going to react to that as well. Um, so go ahead and take, take it away with that. Okay. Well, here's um, Diamond Colbert. He has said that, that, that he feels like this group is closer than they've ever been um, as a unit, and he really feels strongly that this, that that closeness will show up on the field. 
come game time. Now, listen, Dean, I told you the other day, I don't think that uh, – I, I think this team is so talented that they will win four or five games, something like that. But I think that there's so much, and I pre- and there, this team is the most talented team Kirk Ferentz has had since maybe 2009. But I really think, and I know John and Colbert said that, but mm-hmm. they're spending so much time, and I think there's going to be so much um, questions from the media, so, so many things that these college kids don't even know what's going on. They don't even know where their stances are. And and so I think um, – I think this is going to be a rocky season for the Hawkeyes. I do. I, I I'm just not so sure that they, that their that their talent, even though this is the most talented team the Hawkeyes have had, I'm just not so sure that this team is so talented that they'll be able to get over this hurdle of constantly having to talk about racial issues. I mean, think about it, guys. This team has ta- had to talk about racial issues. For months now. Anyways, go ahead, uh, Dean. If you have a response, go ahead and uh, okay. and then go go on to what Kirk Parent said. Okay. And I, I know still hear my talking on your side. Uh, 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 both of your speakers turned on on your end because I got one completely turned off. Uh, yeah. Well, because I have to record on on um, on uh, on uh, our podcast. You know, I so know. true. True. I don't know if we're going to be able to do both then on uh, at the same it's time. Right. Just keep going. Keep going. Okay. All right. So um, here's the deal. I think you said the other day you didn't feel three or four games to be that the Hawkeyes could win. And you know what? You could be right, but not for the reasons you think because because of the schedule. You know, there's only nine games right now. They haven't scheduled that so-called tenth game that people are talking about. Right, right. I don't even know what's going to happen with that, guys. I have no idea. Um, uh, Dean, go ahead. Keep talking. I'm going to change my shirt. Uh, I want to change my shirt to the uh, to the 247 Hawkeye shirt. So keep uh, go ahead. Keep going. Okay, so, no problem. So, okay, Kirk talked about um, how he feels. They asked him about uh, spring ball, if they'd want to move the, the spring ball because of COVID. And he said, absolutely not. He said that would have to be a last resort. And he, he just feels that there has to be a fall ball schedule with a full schedule, which I'm assuming full He's schedule right. is no longer 12 games. I'm assuming it's whatever the Big Ten says, 9 or 10. That's his new that's his new full schedule. And, and I have to agree with that. If we don't play this fall, there's no point in waiting until the spring, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, this is a, this is such a weird situation. I, I, I don't even know what to true uh, you know to me to me the big Ten is just making this more complicated than it needs to be. okay? You already chose to just play big Ten teams. okay? So then add another big Ten game because if we don't add another game, we will not have a team in the college football playoff no matter what. And if you are an Iowa fan, 
you always root for the Big Ten no matter what. It, you, <laughs> you still root for Minnesota. You still root for Wisconsin because you want the Big Ten to show out. Correct. And I don't think I, – I think what's – in my opinion, if the Big Ten doesn't figure this out, if they don't get the cojones to figure this out, and schedule a, a, a one more game so that the Hawkeyes can have at least 10 – so every Big Ten team can have at least 10 games. Right. right. What are we at, eight right now? We're at nine. We're at nine. What we need is one more home game because because right now everybody on the West, West Division only has four home games this year. So everybody in the West needs one more home game this year. And – so, yeah, okay, so, yeah, and you know what? It's going to take a and, – and I said this on uh, the Big Ass Herky Lake podcast that I, when I filled in uh, uh, with Paul Monaghan that this is not easy. I get that. It, it's not easy because these schedules are made far in advance. They are made far in advance. Mm-hmm. Football schedules are the only schedules that are made very, very far in advance. So, so it's tough. Um, and you know, listen, guys. I don't know what they're going to do, um, but whatever they do, they need it. And and he, here's the other thing that people aren't uh, that people aren't talking about. At the end of the day, the Big Ten may look at this and say, "Hey, we'd rather play a ten game season." From here on out, screw playing Iowa State, screw playing, you know, Ohio State playing whoever they play, Michigan, screw playing whoever they play out of conference. Let's just play conference games because that argument has been there for a long, long time. And if it works this season, you're going to see next year a hard argument from a lot of Big Ten people saying that, uh, that that the Big Ten only needs to play Big Ten teams and all Power Five conference teams just need to play Power Five conference teams because um, the other schools, the smaller schools, don't have a ch- do, don't have a chance of playing in the college football playoff. Which there is some validity to it, a little bit. I think it's your audacity, one Dean. I think if you turn that one down, you'd be good. It's. Honestly, it's on your end. I'm not getting any double feedback here. Because my audacity is turned down. Okay. Now we're perfect. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Um, we're going to move on from that. Uh, so, John and Colbert, listen, guys, there's not a lot of talk to talk about, in my opinion, when it comes to um, – the press conference, there's just not – there's not a lot of meat on that bone. It's just more, you know, questions about, you know, what are you doing to change the program, What you know, things like that. How's the investigation going? So, you know, um, uh, all of that. So, without further ado, let me plug our sponsor, Iowa Answering Service. In today's com- competitive business climate, you can't afford to lose a single potential customer. Are your callers reaching voicemail when they call you? For over 22 years, Iowa Answering Service has provided businesses like yours a friendly and professional live person to answer calls 24-7. It's like a full-time receptionist for a fraction of the cost. We help you recapture the lost art of personal customer service. After all, when you call a company, would you rather reach someone's voicemail or a cheerful 
beautiful gal. That that's what I imagine in my head. Um, uh, live person wanting to assist you. Now imagine a caller calling into your business. Which do you prefer? Call us today. Iowa Answering Service at 319-393-1775. Again, at uh, 319-393-1775 or on the web at www.iaanswer.com. That's IA like the state and the word answer.com. There we go. All right. Okay. Uh, next, next topic. We're doing position previews, defensive backs. Right now, Matt Hankins is the clear right corner. I think, and and listen, I could see, in my opinion, I could see a situation where, uh, where, where, uh, where, um, uh, the, the 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 Indianapolis kid. I'm, I always blank on his name for whatever reason. Uh, the Warren Central kid, the six foot three guy who started as a true freshman. I can see him being so talented that that Phil Parker just can't keep him off the field. And then you look at Riley Moss, and it's the same thing. The kid is so dang athletic, and guys. It, the funny thing is, I, I mentioned this one time during a video, and I'll say it again. I said, when was the last time Iowa had a starting uh, white cornerback? And, uh, and uh, I was called a racist for that, but it was, it was a serious question. Um, and, and Paul answered that question for me. It was somebody in the early 2000s. It just doesn't happen very often. Now, I'm not saying it's a big deal or anything, but it is something to think about for just for a second. This kid is crazy talented. He, he was a walk-on. He worked his way towards a scholarship. And, and it, I mean, yeah, he's had some rough games against Purdue, but then, he, but then he did his thing against Purdue. The question that the defensive backs have is it, it comes down to – are they going to play a 4-3 defense or are they going to play a 4-2-5? What are they going to do? What is what is the base defense going to be? And I and I don't know what it's going to be. Listen. In my opinion, if 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 uh sorry guys, I got to put the the phone on the charger. If if Nick Iowa Phil Parker would always rather have Sorry, guys. Got to put the charger on. This is the longest. Oh, got the wrong charger. So sorry, guys. That's the beauty of going live. That's the beauty of going live right there. Um, it, the, the bottom line is this, guys. Phil Parker would much rather play a four-three defense than play a four-two-five if he has an athletic if he has an athletic linebacker who can cover uh, in open. The problem is Iowa hasn't had that since Ben Neiman, since uh, Christian Kirksey. They haven't had that guy, so. If they don't have that guy, then then it's going to be Dane Belton, and then uh, the, the, 
then it's going to be between Jack Kerner. Thank God Jack Kerner's okay because he's a preseason All Big Ten guy. I'm hearing like really ringing noises on on this. Um, I am too. But uh, anyways, um, Jack Kerner in my, in my so hopefully Jack Kerner is good enough for the uh, is 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 well enough to start the season because guys. I didn't realize how talented he's, he was until I looked at his stats. He had 84 tackles, okay? The, the, the dude is a straight-up baller. And he, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Tyler Sash mixed with, um, mixed with the guy who play, uh, played for the L.A. Rams and the Baltimore Ravens. He, he played uh, safety for the Baltimore Ravens and then uh, switched uh, in his last year to the L.A. Rams. Uh, I, I forget his name. He reminds me of those two guys. He's very talented. Um, the bottom line is th th this defensive back group is so talented that it really doesn't matter who it is. My, if I had a guess right now what this starting lineup is going to be, let's just, let's just pretend that it's going to be a 4-2-5, Dean, and then you can give me your thoughts on this Go, uh, after this. I've been ranting for a little bit. I think it's going to be Matt Hankins. Riley Moss, uh, and then Dane Belton, Jack Kerner, and 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 I think maybe one of the young freshmen like Darren McKinney or or Dallas um, Cradith, the former four star out of Missouri, or Kayvon Merriweather, uh, which we'll we'll talk about him shortly um, uh, in a, in a few in a few moments, um, but. Um, that that's my st starting lineup. I don't know who's going to win the win the the job that Geno Stone had, but if I had to guess, Phil Parker wants Dane Belton to play that position because he's just physical, he's nasty, he's aggressive. But I'm not sure that they have a guy on their roster, besides Justin Jacobs, the four-star All-American out of Ohio, and maybe Nick Neiman, who are athletic enough to play the outside linebacker spot who can cover against very fast tight ends, very fast wide receivers. I'm not so sure. So um, that, that's my starting group, and you're going to see some young guys like you're see some young guys like Darren McKinney, like I already said, um, and so, uh, go ahead, Dean. Who do you who do you think's uh, going to take the spot? Um, Dane Belton for sure. I think I think that's his job to lose. Um, I'm looking over the two deeps so though. There's a couple names that you didn't bring up that are actually on the two deeps. Um, okay. Terry Roberts might be somebody. I He's, agree. He's a great okay. special team player. Okay. And here's the, here's the funny thing about it. He was listed as a backup to DJ Johnson, who's no longer there with the team. So I'm wondering if this is his job to lose. That, that's a great point. That, that, uh, Dean, that's a fantastic point. It may be his job to lose. And Terry Roberts is one of those guys that just reminds me of, you know, he, sti you know, he sticks it out. He's an Iowa guy. He sticks it with the program. He plays special teams like, like Josh Jackson did. And then all of a sudden, he just blooms, and he's one of the best cornerbacks in the Big Ten. Anyways, continue. That seems to be the story with Iowa. Also, there's another guy listed behind Dane Belton. Dallas, I can't even – I'm not even sure if I'm going to say Dallas his name. Dallas Credit. Yeah, 
Curtis, yeah. Cradith. Did you say Cradith or Curtis? Cradith. Cradith? Okay. Okay. So I don't know anything about him. This is the first time he's I've a four, seen his name. He's a four-star safety out of Missouri. Okay. So so there's some there's some other options besides the two people you met, Dwayne Belton, uh, Dane Belton and um, Nick Neiman, which both have played that spot. I mentioned Dallas. Yeah. So it could be Dallas, could be Terry Roberts. Who yeah. do you have at the right cornerback position starting? Right cornerback? Um, I don't have one right now because that was DJ Johnson's spot, and I haven't done enough homework. To no, DJ Johnson with. was not slotted to start there. He was slotted uh, behind, behind Dane Belton at the cast position. It okay. was uh, – it was uh, and it, uh, when Michael Jamudier went down, it was Riley Moss. And it was um, it was uh, 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 Darren McKinney, and yeah, DJ Johnson did get some snaps, but Terry Roberts did as well. Um, okay. I'm blanking on his name. The guy that's out of Indianapolis. Why am I forgetting his name? It's bothering the heck out of me. Are you are you who are, are you talking about a, a, a freshman incoming freshman? Nope. Um, the transfer from Indiana. Prompt? No, he's from Warren Central. He was a four-star, uh, 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 four-star cornerback that get, was in the same recruiting class as DJ Johnson. Okay. But so, who do you have starting in the, uh, at the safety positions? Got to give me somebody, uh, Dean. We got you. Got to pick Dwayne, somebody. Dane Dane Belton's my starter. So safety. who do you have at cash then? I think it could be. I think it could be Dallas Credit. That was my pick last year because mm-hmm. he's 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 big enough to get into the box, but he's also athletic enough to play safety. But the problem is, is that if you can't tackle, if you aren't physical, if that's not, and you can't, you know, and you can't cover, if you can't cover, then 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 that's then you can't play that spot. The problem with DJ Johnson at the cast position was he wasn't he wasn't physical, and that's why mm-hmm. Dane Belton took over at the cast position. Ju- uh, it's Julius Brents. That's his name. Julius, Julius Brents. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Big to time. me, the, the it's it's Matt Hankins, Julius Brents, and Riley Moss and Terry Roberts battling it out, and then I think it's between the cash. It, I, I really do think that Phil Parker, if he had his way, he would move Dane Belton to the safety spot and put someone like Kayvon Merriweather or Dallas Cradieth uh, or Cradieth, however, I, I don't know how you say his last name. And put, and by the way, guys, uh, ask your questions for us that you want us to answer. This is the uh, NHA podcast uh, sponsored by. Um, uh, not only 247hawkeye.com, but all, also Iowa Answering Service uh, Incorporated. Visit them. Their number is 319-393-1775. Um, so, but the good news is, look at how much talent Iowa has at the defensive back position. There's so many guys that Phil Parker is just like, who do I – I can put this guy here, I can put this guy there, and we're good. <laughs> I mean, I think that I think the defensive back group is probably the deepest group besides maybe the defensive tackle position, maybe the defensive tackle position. But as we talked about on our on on our last podcast, 
when the when uh two when when uh a sporting news ranked all the top position groups all the top position groups Iowa was in every single one and that's 14 Big 10 teams guys Iowa was in every every single one which which goes back to my point that this is the most talented team all the way around that Iowa has there's not one position that Iowa has that is not that that isn't a strength or or isn't at least solid so um any 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 more thoughts on this Dean okay hey can I um on the thoughts on the position rankings can I just say something because I didn't have the opportunity to be on that last podcast so I just want to say no you were there we talked about it um you were with uh, uh, when you talked about this. You were talking with uh, um, anyway. Never mind. Oh, did I bring it up with Paul? I'm pretty sure we did on our podcast too. But go ahead. Yeah, Paul. Okay. Well, anyway, I just want to say um, Iowa's both wide re- wide receiver and running backs are listed as the fourth best in the Big Ten. Tell me, I know. Honestly, when was the last time that happened? That is just I definitely right up there. This is a, a season to be excited about, folks. <laughs> when was the last time? That the, in, in Iowa used to be a hotbed for running backs, okay? So so that's not as unusual. It's not. It's not. But the running back, or the wide receivers, oh, my gosh. And, and I think about and – and we're going to get to Sam Laporta here in a second. I think about all the options that whoever the starting quarterback is going to be. And I know Spencer Petros personally. I talked to him two weeks ago, um, and I can't, you know, divulge – our conversation, but things are going good in camp. Uh, and, and, uh, but there's a reason why I think the team might not win as many games as they should. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say there. Okay. But, uh, but um, you, this team is so loaded at every position and the wide receiver group just shows it. I mean, think about it. Amir Smith Marset uh, has it, um, uh, um, I saw an article uh, written about him in, in, in the one-handed grabs that he can make, the high, the high pointing that he can do, uh, the stop and go speed he has, the straight line speed he has. The, the only thing left that he has to to like revolve his game is route running. That's it. And then Brandon Smith, if it weren't for the Purdue injury that he had, because he was on his on his way to a career night against Purdue, I think he would have had 600 yards receiving last year as well. I mean, we saw it against USC. So, Dean, you're absolutely right. Um, Looking at that, was there any position that you think that they got, like, absolutely wrong? Because I sent you the pictures of the the rankings. The O-line, to me, they got absolutely wrong. Is that the one they ranked seven? Yeah, okay. they had the O line. They had Iowa's O line ranked like sixth or seventh. How yeah. in God's name does Iowa have three potential uh, NFL? For, for, okay, first of all, how in the world does Iowa have two potential first rounders? Coy Cronk can play himself into a first round draft pick, second or third round. Right. So you have three guys right there. On your line that are that are bound for the NFL, and then you have 
so much talent behind them that they are that 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 guys are like Ezra Miller, who who grew up as Hawkeye fans, loved the University of Iowa, made some BS about his back, and then transferred to Nebraska. That's how talented the O line group is. It's yeah. it's it's unreal. So, anyways, uh, we did our plug. Um, one more thing I want to say on Kayvon Merriweather, and I'm going to say this really quickly because I because uh, this. W- 247 Hawkeye Sports, 247Hawkeye.com does not like to get into the politics and, and all that. We love to, we want to be your dessert, okay? But I didn't see Kayvon Merriweather's tweet until recently where, in a nutshell, he said, to all of you who want to shake my hand and show me love, but won't, but don't, uh, but don't want to kneel. Well, I won't shake your hand and all of that stuff. Okay. Um, I wish I had his tweet in front of me uh, so I could read it. Um, actually, I'm going to type it in so I can get it uh, perfect. Um, but this is what I talked about last time: is that we aren't getting a full picture of the story that is that is. Uh, this, 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 these allegations. You have guys like Kayvon Merriweather who have such strong opinions on this that it's this group think mentality where if you don't think like I do, and me and Dean disagree on things all the time, that's what makes America um, uh, an amazing place to live. The First Amendment. The, the ability to speak freely and speak openly. That's what makes it amazing. I think everybody can agree on that. Left, right, center, doesn't matter. And so this group think mentality, I think, is, is, is scaring some players in the Iowa Hawkeye program where if they say, where if they say, no, I'm against the kneeling. And I'll give you an example. What if somebody says, an Iowa player says, no, I will not kneel. You know why? Because I'm a Christian. The only, per- the only person that I will ever kneel to is God. What if he says, what if there's an argument that, uh, 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 where, where somebody says, we broke away from England where we used to have to kneel to a king so I'm not going to kneel now where we work so hard to work away from, from England and the monarchy. Those are legitimate arguments, folks. So um, I, don't, I don't have his full thing here. I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, but just for uh, – oh, here it is. Here it is. If you cannot support us right now with this movement, okay – and this movement basically means uh, – never mind, okay? If you cannot support us right now with this movement and with our team – so he's basically saying the whole team thinks like he does, which is not possibly true, okay? Not everybody thinks the same, folks. Now, I do believe that most of us have more similarities than dissimilarities. Now, but I'll, I'll just keep saying keep, – uh, say what he said. With our team taking a knee during the national anthem, do not support us during the football season. 
do not watch our games on TV. Do not come up to us when you want photos. Do not ask us to give your kids autographs. Don't come to us expecting to do for you when you can't support the black athletes on this team and the decisions we make. Now, here's the thing that I take away from that. And the black athletes. So, Kayvon Merriweather, do you speak for all black athletes? Can they not think differently than you, Kayvon Merriweather? <laughs> I'll finish this, and this is the last thing, that, but and then I'll move on. I would rather play in front of a 1,000 fans, that's a lie, who care about us as people outside of football and what we are standing for. So, basically, what he's saying there is, I would rather play in front of a thousand people who agree with everything I say, every single thing I say, <laughs> than in front of 70,000 diverse opinions. Okay? Uh, who only care about us when we are in uniform and on the field entertaining them. And I'm going to say, the, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Kayvon, you are absolutely, you know what, what you believe, that's fine. But respectfully, I'll take my First Amendment and I will disagree with you. Those 70,000 fans, especially Hawkeye fans, this whole thing is shaking up everything because we love the university and the players so much. But we are allowed to have differing opinions in you, Kayvon Merriweather. It's okay to have that. In fact, an abundancy of opinions is what makes debate great. That's an abundancy of thought and opinion is what gets you to get you from point B to point A or from point A to point B. Okay. All right. Let's move on from this. Dean, any thoughts on that? No, I think you said it perfectly. There's nothing I could say Thank that would, <laughs> would add to add to what you just said. I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, I, I mean that was just I had to talk about that because I've been a I've been a supporter of his. I still am, but I, I'm not big into this group thing, group thought thing uh, thing because uh, this group uh, this group thought thing. Is is how Venezuela happened? Is how is how uh, Nazi Germany happened? Things like that. Anyways, all right, moving on. Um, two breakout players Iowa has this year, um, and then we're going to do a plug after this. Who are your two players, Dean, that you believe are going to break out that nobody is aware of that you think are going to break out? Um, okay, big surprise. Logan Clamp. <laughs> Logan Clamp. I I, uh, I truly believe he hasn't had any snaps yet. He um, redshirted two years ago. Last year, he didn't get any snaps. He probably played on the scout team all season. However, I think this guy is really talented enough that we're gonna see we're gonna see some playing time out of him this year, and I think he's gonna um, prove himself. On and I just want to say, I'm really yeah. I know this kid personally. <laughs> I have met him. I have watched him play his senior wow. season. His um his, his quarterback on his team his high school year his senior year worked for me and so we went to all their games home games and so it was a privilege to watch this guy work on the field. This is news to me. 
me, my friend. It seems you're a little biased, but no. Uh, <laughs> Logan Klemp, Logan, no, no, no joke, guys. Logan Klemp earned his scholarship. He did. His senior year was bananas. And, the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, before you get to your second player, while the early recruiting process has helped Iowa in recruiting overall, the one thing that it's lacking is being able to add certain guys because Logan Klemp wouldn't have been added to last year's class. Mm-hmm. He probably would have been a preferred walk-on. Right. I mean, wouldn't you agree? You know, so uh, – but, however, Iowa still has uh, a certain amount of slots left, uh, especially at running backs, and, and I don't think that's over yet. I still think Iowa's going to have – Ricky Parks back on campus, especially since the news of Jordan Oladukin, um, who goes to the same school as him, who's going to enroll early. Um, I don't think that recruitment's done. Uh, and in Iowa, at the running back position, has a lot to, to play with. Because if you think about it, Tyler Goodson's only a sophomore. Ivory Kelly Martin's only a junior. Makai Sargent is the only guy leaving – and then you have two very, very talented freshmen in Gavin Williams and LaShawn uh, Williams. So, anyways, what, who's your second player, Dean? Luke Lecce. Is that how you say it? Lecce? Okay, so, honestly, he's another tight end. And I believe that this is going to be another great year for tight ends for Iowa. We're going we're gonna to see he's not necessarily no offense year return. Huh? He's not necessarily an unknown, though, Dean, because of how, because uh, he was a four star and how talented he was. Uh, but anyways, okay. no. But I, I understand what you're saying. But it, you're we're talking about guys that we don't expect to to make. Uh, we're talking about two players who we who you wouldn't expect to uh, make an impact, a big impact this year but will make a big impact, and you think Luke Lackey, and, and, and continue on why. Well, the, the, reason, the reason why is, is because I think most people don't even see him playing, playing at all because of what's in sure. front of him. And, right. I, and, I, and I believe there's, a, there's another incoming tight end that's just as good as he that might get some look at. And so – Elijah and, Yevitson. Yeah. And so I just think – there's some reason my gut tells me that this guy's going to see some playing time. And if you remember when we had Noah Fat and TJ Hawkinson, they weren't the only two tight ends on the field. We were going with three tight end sets sometimes. That could happen right. with Sean Byer and Luke Lakey and um, and uh, Sam Laporta. I don't want to forget him because he's our next rising yeah, star. <laughs> yeah. No, you know? listen, Dean, I, I, I love that analysis. And if you, if you guys remember – when Ricky Stancy went down and Iowa had to play Ohio State with uh, uh, James Vandenberg, the only way to beat them was to slow the game down and go to tight ends o- over and over. And so Ken O'Keefe went with like four tight end sets sometimes, <laughs> which would just, you know, and I can see Iowa doing that this year. I can see Iowa attacking. Uh, you know, putting, uh, f- you know, put sliding a tight end out wide uh, just to get an inline tight end open. Um, so I'll give you guys my two breakout players. 
Um, number one, Logan Lee. Uh, I think this kid uh, was built not only for, for football, he was built for Iowa football, okay? Uh, and he could have played tight end. He was athletic. He was a four-star tight end, guys. But Iowa saw him as a defensive end, and so I think he's a guy that can slide inside or outside. Uh, and my second guy would would either be Josiah Meeman, who uh, who had offers from Penn State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Iowa, uh, you, uh, you know, uh, some LSU. I mean, he had offers from everybody. That would probably be my third guy. But the second guy that I'm going to say is probably Darren McKinney, uh, the uh, uh, another another lightly recruited defensive back that uh, that uh, Phil Parker found out of the state of Michigan. I think it's going to be Darren McKinney. All right, guys, um, let's plug um, uh, uh, Iowa Answering Service. By the way, guys, go to 247hawkeye.com, and I'm going to explain something to you guys. The news that we give you guys, the content that we give you guys, is as free as free gets. And it's the same news that you read, but better than Hawk Central, than the Gazette, than, you know, actually, I think I think Hawk Insider does a decent job of, of not being biased. But I'll give you an example of why Hawk Central and the Gazette, number one, the subscription thing is not going to work. That thing's going to die. Okay, uh, Hawk Central will go away from that in, in about a year or two. Uh, the second thing is, if you guys remember, it was Hawk Central and the Gazette who manipulated this story of Isaiah Moss, who transferred to Kansas and manipulated a story that Iowa, Iowa basketball was just done for. And this is going to be a great segment into our, into our next topic. But Iowa basketball was just done. Guess what? 247hawkeye.com said, nope, that's not true. That's not true. He left because C.J. Frederick was better than him. He left because he knew C.J. Frederick was going to start over him the next year. And he wanted to go to a school where maybe he could compete for a Final Four. And I, I don't begrudge him for that. 247 Hawkeye was the only place saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, Hawk Central and the Gazette. Where are you getting all this stuff from? Where are you getting this Tyler Tyler Cook going to Missouri stuff? Where are you getting this stuff from? <laughs> message, are you getting it from message boards? If that if message boards are your um are your is your evidence or are, are, are your embedded quotes, well then I'm sorry. I I don't want to read your stuff. So that's an example, guys, of 247hawkeye.com giving you facts, 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 and more facts and telling you how it is and what's and what's going to happen. All right. Um, last thing, um, uh, Iowa Answering Service, our proud sponsor. In today's competitive business climate, you can't afford to lose a single potential customer. Are your callers reaching voicemail when they call you? For over 22 years, Iowa Answering Service has provided businesses like yours a friendly and professional live person to answer calls 24-7. You can reach them at 319-393-1775.
Again, that's 319-393-1775 or on the web at www.iaanswer.com. That's IA like the state and the word answer.com. In other words, guys, if you need to have a phone going all the time and you don't want people to uh, hear your, your terrible voicemail, you have Iowa Answering Service to have a beautiful girl answer the phone and say, hi, Nolan Egger can't come to the phone right now, but would you like to take a message? And then the person who's on the other line is like, uh, yeah, I would like to take a message. Um, do you have a phone number? No, I'm joking. Anyways, so, but that, I mean, it's a, it's a cool service. And if you have a business like that, then, then, then uh, that, that has those needs, Iowa Answering Service is your answer. You will never, ever, ever miss a beat when it comes to people answering your calls and uh, giving your clients a sense of, of importance. That's the number one thing, a sense of importance. Okay, Luca Garza and Jared Utah. Jared Utah finally gets signed in the NBA. Finally. Dane, or da, I don't know why I called you Dane. Because uh, I'm thinking about Dane Belton. Right. Dean, I have been telling you for so long that the Hawkeyes have three. Um, Dean's getting a call right now. Dean's getting a call right now. That Iowa would have three players in the NBA next year. It would be Aaron White. It would be Tyler Cook. And it would be Jared Utah. Two down, one to go. Guys, Jared Utah, there's no reason that guy can't play in the NBA. There's no reason. He can guard the three. He can guard the four. He can guard the five. Maybe not the five. Uh, you know, that's kind of iffy. Um, but uh, but uh, the, the point is, folks, uh, that we're happy for Jared Utah. I think Jared Utah, I mean, when he played for the Dallas Ma Mavericks, he had a game where he had 15 points. I think this guy is going to come into the league, and I think he's going to average between eight – eight and 12 points a game and be a nice role player. What do you think about this, Dean? You know what's exciting is that yeah. the NBA season actually resumes again in about about 10 days. So, he'll, so he will be a part of that roster. He'll be a part of that roster, as will Tyler Cook be a part of the Nuggets roster. It's going to be fun to watch our boys play. I'm going to watch NBA this year the rest of the season just to watch our boys finally play. <laughs> i know isn't that isn't that amazing and 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 also and also it will detract from the idea that that fran mccaffrey can't produce nba players because mm -hmm. honestly that was never really true um uh you know jared utah the only reason why he didn't get drafted is because if 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 you don't get drafted in the first round, it's almost better to just say, don't draft me at all. Pick me up later because if he gets picked up like he did just now, now he can negotiate his contract and get whatever he wants or, or whatever, you know, him and wa the, the Washington Wizards um, can, you know, deal with. Whatever they can. Is Michael Jordan, is that Michael Jordan's uh, team or does he own a different team? I think he owns the Charlotte. He owns the Bobcats. Oh, the Bobcats. He owns yeah. the Bobcats. Yeah. Yep, yep. Luca, and, and then finally, you know, Luca Garza, guys. I've said this um, on our Instagram page. Uh, you guys can find our Instagram page. It's um, at official247hawkeye.com uh, page. 
Again, it's at official247hawkeye.com page on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's at 247hawkeye.com. Luca Garza, his decision comes down to two things. Does he have more energy to come back to Iowa, be the be the man? I don't care if Nate, if if Spencer Petras or Alex Padilla uh, wins the job and in Iowa wins the Big Ten West. It doesn't matter. Luca Garza will be big man on campus. Okay, but all of those little things don't really matter. And what's beautiful about this is that this is a pure basketball decision. And it's whatever is in his heart, whatever energy he has more uh, positive energy, positive vibes towards. And I know I'm sounding like a hippie right now, but whatever he has more positive vibes towards, whether that's the NBA or the Hawks, that's where he's going to go. He's he's not going to come to Iowa uh, just because they have the chance to make it to the Final Four. He's not going to come to Iowa just because, uh, you know, his buddy George, uh, Jordan Bohannon's on the team if his heart is set on the NBA. Now, vice versa, he's not going to go to the NBA just because he can develop and then potentially land on a roster and play in, the, play in a couple games and then go back to the G League. All those things don't matter. It comes down to whatever energy he has and which direction it points to, it points to most. And the one fact we have, Dean, is where is he practicing at right now? I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> He's practicing, folks, at in Iowa City with the Iowa Hawkeyes basketball team. Duh. That's the one fact Duh. that we have. I'm so, so sorry. That was so basic, uh, and I screwed okay. it up. Right. <laughs> I, I think you're just. I think you're messing with me on that one. Uh, <laughs> and, and so it's as simple as that, guys. And and I, I think it's it's a seventy percent chance that Luca Garza uh, comes back to the uh, um, uh, comes back to uh, to to Iowa. And guys, I don't care. It, 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 hopefully, COVID gets taken care of. I don't care about the argument about snow. I don't care about the argument about parking because you know what? Minnesota has the same issue issues. Iowa State, I'm pretty sure if it snows in Iowa City, it snows in Ames. I'm pretty sure about that, okay? So there's no reason that this team should not have a packed house if COVID is taken care of from here on out. Dean? Let's, let's max it out to whatever we're allowed to max it out to this year. Hopefully that's Amen, the full bro. house. <laughs> Amen. Um, last last uh, story to get to here, and you guys are getting uh, the the you guys are getting the preview to the podcast that gets dropped on Sunday mornings. And the last story, guys, is Sam Laporta. Plain and simple, he Sam Laporta is further along in his development than Noah Fant was. In his freshman year. When you watch Sam Laporta play, his stride, how his movement is so smooth. His hands are so soft. I've never seen a guy that was so perfectly meant 
to play tight end in my life. He's 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 way further along than than TJ Hawkinson because TJ Hawkinson had a red shirt. And guys, the point here for me is is savor the talent that this kid has. And then also, Lovey Smith, what are you doing? What, how are you letting countless guys from your state leave your borders? <laughs> Iowa goes into Illinois and gets more guys from the state of Illinois and turns them into NFL prospects than Illinois even gets commitments. It's unreal. And I'm a Lovey Smith fan because I'm a Bears fan. And I love, don't get mad at me, folks. I, I'm an <laughs> NFC North fan. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's not like I, it's not like I bleed, you know, the, uh, you know, it's not like I'm saying the Bears all the time to people. So, I, you know, I'm a bigger Hawkeye fan than I am uh, the Bears fan, or else I'd be doing, you know, a Chicago Bears podcast instead of an Iowa Hawkeye podcast. But, Guys, Sam Laporta is so talented, and you saw it in the USC game. Guys, he was playing against USC. No matter that last year, who's who's USC's coach, Dean? Oh, do, do you know his name? No, I I couldn't tell you if I wanted to. I know he was a first year coach. He was on the hot seat because USC is a is is a blue blood program. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Helton. And the bottom line is that was still a very, very talented USC team that Iowa beat the living heck out of on the road, okay? It wasn't like this was a game in, in Florida or, or the Midwest. This was a game in San Diego right down the street for USC fans. Now, plenty of Hawkeye fans went like Dean. That's how me and Dean met. But you saw it. You saw Sam Laporta against guys who were going to be drafted and going to the NFL. And you saw how talented he truly was. Uh, 247hawkeye.com is going to drop a, a, uh, an article about Sam Laporta and just how talented he is. And savor it, guys, because and, – and, and one more thing I, I have to say. Brian Ferentz has done a phenomenal – Listen, I think he has to have a top 50 offense this year. And I also think uh, Iowa has, in the next four years, Iowa has to make the Big Ten championship at least twice for Brian Ferentz to become the next Iowa head coach. And and also, just, just because you're an average offensive coordinator doesn't mean that you can't be a great head coach because they're two different positions. But I think it would be better if Brian went to a mid-major, did well there, and then came back. But n- nevertheless, he he is by far – him and Kelton Copeland, him, Kelton Copeland, and I would say probably Tim Polisek or maybe, or maybe Derek Foster because they're all talented recruiters. Brian Ferentz is the best recruiter Iowa has. He has secured the most four-star guys, and on top of that, he uh, uh, when he coached the uh, when he coached the offensive line in 2015, they won the Remington Award for the best O line in the country. Now he coaches tight ends. 
guess what? He did something historic. He coached two tight ends that went on to play, uh, 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 that went on to be drafted, uh, 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 two tight ends from the same school in the first round, uh, the first time in, in history. That's something that Brian Ferentz was a part of, guys. And so I want to give some shine to Brian Ferentz when it comes to that, to his ability to coach the O-line and the tight end group and his ability to recruit. I mean, guys, if you're wondering why I was recruiting so well lately, a lot of it has to do with the Derek Fosters, the Tim Poliseks, the Brian Ferentz, who are are younger guys because Kirk Ferentz used to – hire older coaches and they would get on the recruiting trail and, and it would, you know, it just wouldn't resonate as well. But now there's a lot of youth. And then also, you know, uh, another thing that Iowa doesn't get credit for uh, half of their coaching staff is black, which is awesome. You know that, and, 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 and here's the thing, folks, they didn't get hired because they're black. They got hired because they're the best guys for the job. And that's what matters. And so this is why Iowa recruiting is doing so well. Uh, we already did a story on it, and uh, and and that's it. Uh, so without further ado, guys, Dean, is there anything you want to sit, uh, say about Sam Laporta and what Brian Ferentz has been able to do for the position? Oh yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> he uh, he's already up for, and I'm confused because two ma- different magazines or articles report two different things, but once somebody says that he's up for the Blitnikoff Award, I'm sorry, it's a little tough for me to say that, and the other one says he's up for a Mackey Award, maybe he's up for both, but I think he's up for both. Okay, but here's here's what tells me about him. Okay, not only is he talented, and the people think he's going to do great this year, even outsiders think he's going to do great, but Mad props to the Iowa tight end program. If we're not tight end you, what else are we? Because they know. people know what know. Iowa does with tight ends, and and they know how talented Sam Laporta is. They know that he's going to play a strong, strong part in the offense this year. Right, and then also there, you know, there was a uh, there was a story done that showed. Um, by the way, Dean, do you like the do you like the new um, do you like the new degree right there? You bet. You look professional, dude. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, they they did a story on um, on who is truly tight end. You and Iowa has had the most draft picks. No matter what metric you use, Iowa is the best tight end school. Follow, I think it was followed by Stanford. No, no, no. It was followed by Alabama, Stanford. And like Notre Dame, but the bottom line is again, Iowa is tight end. You, it's not even hard. It's 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 very it, whatever metric you use, Iowa wins it hands down. And then on top of that, Iowa's also align you. It, most metrics still choose Iowa as the best line school over Alabama over uh, Wisconsin, over, you know, all these other schools. So, you know, there's a lot of good things, folks, going on with this program that you should grasp onto. Don't grasp onto the negative stuff. Look at the positive things and say to yourself, is this, is this a team 
that can win, you know, uh, go undefeated or, 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 or play in the Big Ten Championship. And after, when I started this podcast today, I said no. But after talking for however long we've been talking, an hour now, Iowa is a Big Ten title contender, no doubt about it. There's no, there's no doubt, doubt about it. Dean, any final words before we get out of here? No, thank you guys for listening. We took an hour of your time, and we appreciate you listening and watching the whole hour. Thank you, guys. Go on. Uh, let's see if we have any questions. I want to see if any uh, anybody asked any questions. Bush Light, Apple All, uh, they – uh, Jared Koontz always talks about Bush Light. One of these days, I will drink a Bush Light for you. I promise you. Um, he mentioned Joel Stallman. I don't know why. Um, uh, who used to write for us, but st- uh, doesn't write for us anymore. I hope he's doing good. The echo is pretty bad with Anthony. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. Nothing I can do about that. Why don't uh, we do a? Um, why don't we just do it where you play everyone in the division twice? Once at home and once on the road, Mike. That's a great question. Paul brought that. Uh, Paul brought that up in in his uh, last podcast, um, and I'd be open to that. I would be open to the Big Ten East just playing Big Ten East teams and playing them, you know, home and away in the Big Ten West, doing the exact same thing, and then whoever is the cream of the crop in the West plays in the Big Ten title game, and whoever is the uh, cream of the crop in the in the East plays in the Big Ten title game, and it's as simple as that. I, I do like I do like that. Uh, I think that solves a lot of problems. I, I really do. Great question. Yeah, the ringing sound is bad. Sorry, guys. It's, it's never going to be perfect. We should probably explain to them that that we're doing Facebook and Anchor and Anchor yeah, guys, FM at the same time, yeah, and we're using double phones. So yeah, that- we're doing multiple phones. We're doing Facebook. We're doing Periscope. We're doing uh, we're doing uh, 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 the. This is a podcast, so I'm actually recording a podcast for you guys to listen to later. This is the NHA podcast. This is not oh. you know one of my. NHA reaction shows. This is the NHA podcast. Last thing before we get out of here, guys, look at this t-shirt. Look at how gorgeous and sexy it is. Look at that. Fits perfectly. Dean's about to have his 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 soon. Look at that. Look at that. You can, you can move it up, show, show the muscles. Boom. I don't have any muscles, but if you do, you can show yours. Boom, boom, boom. I've gotten many compliments on the shirt. Um, sorry about that. It's $17.99 for one shirt. Uh, for two shirts, it's $30. And the two shirts are this one and Facts Over Feelings. The Facts Over Feelings shirt is it's sexy, folks. I don't know what else to say besides that. Um, and if you want one of the other shirts that was not voted on, uh, then, uh, it, you know, there's something, uh, you know, obviously I can take care of that. Just message me and we'll take care of that. Lastly, 30% of the proceeds will be going to the UI Children's Hospital. We'll, we'll, sh- we'll show it on Facebook. We'll show it every step of the way. And, uh, and all you have to do is just go to PayPal, and your name will be on there. Just put your address on there, and it, it's, it's so simple, folks. It really is. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like 
I feel like I have to explain it all out, but it's really simple. Just hit the PayPal button, pay the money, and say you say you need a large 247hawkeye.com white shirt. That's all, as simple as that. Um, and uh, 30% of the proceeds go to the UI Children's Hospital, and it's a good thing, guys. Um, and uh, it's a way to support the show because, again, we give you guys, we are the people's choice when it comes to Hawkeye content. We give you guys free content all day long, and it will never change. I promise you that. You guys will always get free content. That will never change. Um, Dean, uh, any last words, or do you want me to bring us out? No. Go Hawks and have fun. And I want to get a shout-out to my nephew, TJ Brian, who I see is online watching. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? Let me give a shout-out to him, too. TJ. TJ Frying. What's going on, brother? Thank you for giving love to the show, and uh, be sure to share it with your friends and maybe buy one of these shirts. I'll tell you, the ladies like it. Anyways, um, uh, D-Bap, don't be a pussy willow, and facts over feelings, because your feelings just don't matter. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your Saturday. Dean, great job today, buddy. Love you. Bye. Bye. Boom, we are live. What's going on, uh, Dean? How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> nice day today.